We're going to talk a lot of Arizona basketball here, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the recruits, roster breakdowns, what to expect. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show, but first and foremost, we are going to talk about Arizona basketball and basically what keeps uh, Arizona fans um, restless and excited through the offseason. That is certainly Arizona basketball. All right, first thing, we got to talk a little bit about, we're going to go a little bit out of order. We're going to talk about first about some of the recruits and what they're doing, what the latest news is. First is Carter Bryant. As Unless you've been... Uh, Unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Carter Bryant is the highest-rated player of the Tommy Lloyd era. And not only is he the uh, highest-rated player of the Tommy Lloyd era, he is a uh, he's a top-five type player in the country. Can pretty much go wherever he wants, wherever he wanted. He's that good. Now, you watch him, and some people were just meant to play basketball. He was one of those people that was just meant to play basketball. He's about six foot eight, maybe a little bit taller. He can move, though. Um, he's got a pretty good dribble. It's a developing dribble, but it's a good dribble nonetheless. <coughs> he's got a body that can put on weight. He can get to where he wants on the court uh, on any given time. And not only that, he is a fantastic passer, and he showed much of that passing prowess this uh, couple weekends ago up in Phoenix playing for his new Corona Centennial team where he made pretty much a flawless transition into that again. There's not much more that you can say about Carter Bryant other than Carter Bryant is big time. And when I say he's big time, I mean that he is big time. He is generally what a one-and-done type player is supposed to look like. Um, and uh, as far as, you know, if you're an NBA team, you're obviously very, very enthused about the possibilities of Carter Bryant because he can do a little bit of everything. Like I said, he can uh, um, you can he can play small forward. He can play power forward. Uh He's kind of in this new positionless NBA. He's kind of that jack of all trades that everybody's kind of looking for out there. And again, this was a really good get by Tommy Lloyd. They prioritized him very, very early in the recruiting process. And not only did they prioritize him very early in the recruiting process, they um, they stayed on him. Now, again, it wasn't um, it wasn't super easy for him, obviously, because, again, this is a player that can go absolutely anywhere he wants. But Arizona was able to uh, get him to stay the course, and he is going to end up back in the A, obviously, a U of A commitment right there. But, again, um, and, you know, I think for much of June, there were questions about, you know, his motor, about his top end, uh, again, and motor, motor and questions are obviously relative when you're talking about a top 10 player. But... He fell a little bit just because I think there were questions, though, about, you know, how willing is he to exert himself out there? Well, we've seen when he is willing to exert himself out there, he plays at the uh, highest of levels. And there are very few in this class 
that uh, uh, overshadow him. There's very few that he takes a back seat to. Again, he's there's a reason that Tommy Lloyd prioritized him in the manner in which he did. But he's going to be an instant impact player once he hits campus here. Um, not only is he going to be an instant impact player, he's also going to be the type of player that um, – you know, if one way or the other is going to force his way into the starting lineup. I don't care who's on the team. Um, a lot of times with really, really good players, you just know that, all right, uh, sooner or later, one way or the other, they are going to force their way into the lineup. And that's what Carter Bryant is. That's how good Carter Bryant is, quite frankly. And anybody that's seen him knows, like I said, he's got a little bit, not a ton, but he got a little bit of Jason Tatum to him. Um, and that the game just comes very, very natural to him. He's smooth. He's good. There's, Like I said, there's just a lot to like about Carter Bryant. Um, and then a player that was a little bit more of a late bloomer, but you know, I don't know that he should have been a surprise for anybody, is Jamari Phillips. Jamari Phillips, kudos to Jack Murphy on both these guys. Uh, Jamari Phillips, another player, though, that um, top 15 kid, maybe pushes towards top 10 status. We will see, but uh, he was generally in that top 35 to 40 range. And he opened up a lot of eyeballs this past, uh, this past month or so. And the reason he opened up a lot of eyeballs is because he can score and he can do things at all three levels. He can hit the three point shot. He can get to where he wants mid range. <coughs> and he can also finish at the hoop. Um, so, again, when you've got players that are, you know, when you've got guards, especially in this day and age, that can do all of that and can finish at the hoop, you're going to be uh, you're going to be intrigued by them. And then the other thing that he was able to do that was I don't think that we can overlook is um, not that there were questions about his athleticism, but I think a lot of people wondered, you know, what kind of athlete would he top out at? And after watching him, his athleticism has improved a ton. Uh, uh, Travis Branham uh, made that point too. He said that, you know, they didn't necessarily see him making this kind of a move um, from an athletic perspective, generally just because you don't see that in college. Uh, you don't see that in college uh, or, excuse me, in high school basketball. Generally, by the time a kid's 17, 18 years old, at least from an athletic perspective, you're able to kind of figure out what they, uh, what they are, what they do, what they can't do. But that's obviously been something much, much different here for uh, Jamari Phillips. And that's why he has risen in the rankings in the manner in which he has, because he has shown people that he's a good athlete. And not only is he a good athlete, he's a really good athlete. He can finish in traffic. He can dunk. He can finish around the rim. Like I said, there's pretty much nothing out there that he can't really do. Um, and when you factor in two that he could score at all three levels, you get a very, very intriguing prospect right there. And again, that's why I think that uh, uh, Arizona was very lucky to get him early. Keep in mind, I know there's a lot of people that said that, you know, oh, my school didn't want him. My school, every school should want Jamari Phillips. Jamari Phillips is good enough to play absolutely anywhere he wants. And he showcased, showcased that this summer. I think you're just going to continue to see even more in that, more of that. And that's why I think that, you know, from an Arizona uh, perspective, if you're Tommy Lloyd, this was more really, really good scouting right here because there aren't, you know, when you look at some of the rankings, there weren't 40 better players than him in the country. There weren't 40 better prospects. Whatever your grading metric was, there weren't any of those type players. And that's why I think something that everybody's got to keep in mind right there when you're talking about Jamari Phillips. But that, that little two-man recruiting class right now is very – that's obviously a really nice, nice core to build from right there. 
Could Arizona possibly be adding a surprise name that is familiar to Arizona fans? We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But first, FanDuel. All right, FanDuel. Check it out. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. Um, as you all know, we are in the slow time of the year when it comes to sports, and it's not fun. Um, you know, you don't got basketball. You don't have football. But – the way to always make things a little bit more fascinating, though, is to bet on games that you've got a little bit of money in, a little bit of hard-earned scratch. That's what makes uh, that's what makes it fun. FanDuel Sportsbook is here to help you in that regard. Obviously, your money's good. There's a reason that everybody uses FanDuel. It's because your money's good with it, and this is the time of the year. There's no games, all of that. So, again, check it out, FanDuel.com backslash college. Great stuff going on right there. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about a possible new name that is familiar, a familiar name as well on the recruiting trail for Arizona fans. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first look. Sorry about that. Um, now, Zoom Diallo. Now, I think a lot of people thought, including myself, that when Jaden Bradley committed to the University of Arizona, that Zoom Diallo was probably out of the picture. Plus, I was certainly in a uh, group of people that never thought that, uh, well, were skeptical that Zoom Diallo was ever <coughs> going to end up at the University of Arizona. Much the same with Don Thomas. The reason for much of the skepticism was that generally when a school is always second or third, you don't end up getting that kid. Now, again... There are some uh, there are some exceptions, obviously, but a lot of times, though, it's a pretty good rule of thumb that you're not going to end up getting that kid right there, mainly because um, you're clearly not their uh, you're clearly not their favorite. But that's obviously uh, changed a little bit here with when it comes to Zoom Diallo. And not only that, not only has it changed a little bit, there's some reports that Arizona is very much in this one. Now, again, We'll see exactly how this plays out. But I think you also got to wonder, though, too, is uh, does Tommy Lloyd have a little bit of a trick up his sleeves? Now, again, I don't know. I don't know that I don't know that anybody knows that. But at the same time, I think it's also fair to say that, you know, Lloyd is on a little bit of a recruiting hot streak right now. And kids are obviously interested in kids are obviously interested in uh what Tommy Lloyd has to offer, and rightfully so, because honestly, um, there is a lot to offer with this. Uh, there's a lot to offer here at the University of Arizona. I think too. The other uh, that you all, that you got to keep an eye on is what does Zoom Diallo bring as a player? And I think that's a great question that I think a lot of people need to know about. Zoom Diallo is the epitome of your five-star point guard. He's the epitome of the player who uh, he's the epitome of the player who not only is he um, he looks like he looks like a Kentucky player. You know, that's the best way I can put it. He looks like the kind of player that John Calipari recruits. And again, he's six foot four point guard, super athletic. Uh, definitely a one and done type. Um, 
And again, there's a reason that he can choose uh, pretty much any school in the country that he wants. Now, again, a lot of the tea leaves have Gonzaga, have Washington involved. But, you know, Arizona, there are reports, though, that Arizona is involved in this one as well. And that maybe Arizona is going to make a little bit of a late comeback on this one. uh, So we'll find out exactly how that one plays out. I'm not sure how that plays out, but I I am certainly intrigued by that one right here. So we'll find that one out. Now, uh, what would he bring? Um, he would bring a player who is um, not only is he good, but again, he he would uh, he's at the most important position on the court. Now, you could say to yourself, "Well, what is Arizona really doing right now with him?" Because you know you already possibly have Jaden Bradley, you possibly already have uh, um, Kylan Boswell. My whole thing with that always is the more talent, the better. Saddle up, partner. Come on down and come on down and let's, um, you know, let's see how it works out. Because, again, you generally don't see a lot of that uh, in college basketball. But Tommy Lloyd has certainly shown in this system that he can do he can do and he can play like that. So we'll find out. But Zoom Diallo would be a very, very nice and a, quite frankly, a little bit of an unexpected gift for Arizona Wildcat fans. But again, we will definitely keep you up to date on that one and wherever Arizona's at. Now, let's talk a little bit about some of the newcomers here on the roster. First and foremost, a guy that absolutely has been killing it is Montias Crevis. Now, uh, big man, I'm obviously, I was a little skeptical of him because, you know, you look at, <coughs> you look at some of the highlights. He's not super athletic, but he's also seven foot two. He's also done an amazing job, though. He's also done an amazing job here at the FIBA U19. He's going to be hitting the Arizona campus, and I can tell you that Arizona, I can tell you that Arizona coaches are ecstatic about him. Not only are they ecstatic about him, they also feel too that he's going to be able to um, come in and play immediately. And if you can come in and play immediately, you know that. That's a nice little uh, it's a nice little thing there for Arizona because you got to remember that you've got a lot of big men now. You got Henry Vasar, you've got Dylan Anderson, you've got Umar Ballo, leader of men, you got Keshaw Johnson, you've got uh, Keshaw Johnson, you've got all of those dudes. You've got a ton of players now at this point that you know are big and are options. My guess is sooner or later one of those players ends up hitting, and not only does one of those players end up hitting. Um, they're probably going to hit in a big way. Now, again, it might actually, it might take a little bit of a while. It might take a while, but I also think it's fair to say that uh, Tommy Lloyd is probably not going to miss out on all of these players. As a matter of fact, I would be stunned if he missed out on all these guys not being good. So again, there's something very, very fascinating for Arizona fans uh, is the play of Montias Crevis. And not only the play of Montias Crevis, but his ability to make the, uh, to possibly be that backup center. Now, you got to remember that he's not going to be a, he's not going to be the player who is on the court together with Umar Ballo. That is maybe what will limit his play to a certain degree because you can't really have two players like that out on the court at the same time. I mean, maybe you can, but it's not ideal, especially two guys that are kind of limited in that regard. So, I think that you're probably he's probably going to play some spot minutes this this coming year, and not only, but again, not play necessarily spot minutes in a derogatory way. I think just while he gets uh, 
I think just while he gets um, the uh, the next uh, you know the next little uh, you know little step under him, but I think by the time he's a sophomore, you're probably pretty excited about where he could be. Polly Paulius Morauskas is very much on that same page right there. Morauskas is about six foot seven, six foot eight. Small forward, power forward, whatever you want to look at it. He's not rated super high by a lot of the services, but I think you could also make the case, too, that a lot of these services are probably scared about being burned again because, uh, you know, well, let's, I mean, let's just be honest here, that a lot of, like Henry Vasar was viewed as a top 35 prospect. It's just impossible to be able to rate these guys until you're in, until you're able to see them. So they have them both outside of the top 100. I'm assuming that's a little bit of an overcorrection right there. I mean, we could find out, uh, but Morauskas, he looks good. You watch him, he can move without the ball. He can shoot. He can finish around the hoop. He's got a little bit of a, he's got a little bit of an under, under uh, appreciated athleticism to him as well. You got to like what he can do right there. I think that there's, uh, there's every reason to believe that he and time will be good. Um, and then, we got to talk about Philly B, our guy, Philly B, Philip Borovichinen. Now, again, Philly B <coughs> has been a little bit of a punchline, but Philly B, because I, there's a lot of skepticism about, you know, at what level he can play at. But Philly B went to the FIBA games and he gave everybody a big middle finger. We're going to talk about that middle finger here in just a second. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we're talking about Philly B. Talking about Philly B. Or and uh, again, you watched Arizona last year. You watched Arizona last couple years. You never really, or it's last year it was his first year. You never really thought that Philly B was probably going to be an impact player. Um, the handle was certainly not there, and he just kind of looked like roster filler. But you got it. You know what? We got to tip your cap. Philly B, while he turned the ball over at an insane rate in the U19 games, Philly B put on a scoring show in a number of these games where Philly B was hitting threes. Philly B was getting to the hoop. Philly B was doing a lot of different things out there. And I think a lot of things that are intriguing. <coughs> I think a lot of things that are intriguing, folks, as well. And that's, again, that's a big tip of the cap to Philly B. Now, can he make that next step? We'll find out. Um, but. He certainly is uh, coming to Arizona with a nice little amount of confidence right there. And quite frankly, he should have a nice little amount of confidence because he played well and he didn't look out of place. Even when they played France, which is the best team going, the, uh, you know, he was, he was out there looking for his own shot. And I think that's the one thing that you certainly want to see if you're an Arizona fan is was he conf- was he comfortable out there? Was he confident in what he could do? And he showed that he could do a lot of that stuff. So again, not going to sit here and say that Philly B is going to be a difference maker, but the one thing that I think FIBA U19 showed us, though, is that there is some hope for Philly B, though. Maybe some hope that a lot of people, including myself, didn't necessarily have. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Now, tomorrow, we're going to break down all of the uh, the domestic players here, what's going on. And, you know, some of the players and some of the holdovers as well. As many of you know, Dylan Anderson's bike was stolen. We don't like that. We need to get Dylan Anderson his bike back. Don't care by how how it happens. We need to find the creep that did it. We need to bring him to justice. We need to get the bike back. And again, I expect big things out of Dylan Anderson. Heck, I'm going to talk about Dylan Anderson here. We got a couple more minutes left. I think Dylan Anderson is going to surprise a lot of people with his uh, shooting, with his ability to finish around the hoop, 
Again, I'm not saying that he's going to be great for Arizona, but I also think that he's going to have a nice little role for the Wildcats. Um, because you watch those videos, he's shooting the ball really, really well, and he looks comfortable doing it as well. That's where I think that that's why I think that Arizona fans should be ecstatic about Dylan Anderson. Plus, he's working hard. He's put on some good weight. We're all excited to see that right there. But again, no better time to be an Arizona basketball fan. Um, Tommy Lloyd is obviously the winningest coach in college basketball history through two years. And unlike many coaches, he was able to make a little bit of a course correction, found out that some things weren't working maybe quite as well as some others were. And he was able to, uh, he was able to uh, course correct that right there. So we're going to keep an eye on that. But again, we're going to break down the team more tomorrow. We're also going to talk some more Arizona football as we are getting ready for that one as well. But as always, Appreciate all of you uh, making uh, Locked on Wildcats your first listen of the day. We will be back with you tomorrow. Again, got a lot of different stuff going on right there. <clears throat> but have a great rest of your Wednesday. And as always, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. Back the A. We'll be back with you tomorrow with more Arizona basketball and more Arizona football talk.